taking this down, but they're looking for the killer blow. That's it, back of the end zone. Dagger! He's looking. Jamil's coming. Jamil's coming. He's moving. He's, moving. He's got him. That, he's got him. He's got him. It was caught, but Jed has called the sack. Incomplete. He called the sack. It's two points to the hammerhead. An unbelievable sack there by Jamil. Yeah. The last game of the day, and it's caught, and it's in. It's a touchdown. I said it's a, a touchdown. The last score. play of the game. Last the clock play. is at zeros. That's it. Your Swansea Hammerheads are advancing to the Division One final, having knocked off the two seed and having knocked off the one seed. Alan Young, you look absolutely stunned. What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> and now, a new episode of The Way We HNC It. All right, yes, here we are. Welcome back to another episode of The Way We HNC It. We've been off for a little while, so this one is going to be massive. Luckily, some of you heading to Aberdeen this weekend have a long drive ahead of you, um, so you've got plenty of time to listen to us if you're heading up on a what looks like a misty Saturday morning uh, in, in Ellen. Um, but yeah, my name is Bez. I will be your host on this flag football journey for the next little while. And I am joined by my able companions. Uh, Mr. Stuart Anderson is in the building. How are you, Tree? Hello, Bezley Barry. Hello, hello, hello. I'm just about recovered uh, from King Bowl, I, I would say. And I am, I'm happy to be here, Bez. Happy to talk to my friends again. Sweated out all the Heineken you drank on that boat. Oh yeah, I, I'll be honest, Bez. I'm probably you're probably disappointed in me. I didn't have a cocktail all weekend. I that does make me a little sad. That is sad. I had a whole bottle of red wine and lots of beer, but and a lot of rum, but no. Well, cocktails. I guess if you mix them together once it's already inside your belly, that is a cocktail. So yeah, well, we didn't go to the rum club because I didn't want Greg Sim Jimmy money again or someone hounding me <laughs> like last time. Um, <laughs> but rum club was shut. We all went all what? the the by pirates and all the sort of the hornets and whoever was all there for the teams Broncos. We all went rum club, rum club, going rum club, closed base. Like so, closed for good or just closed on that night? Just closed. Apparently there was issues with um, people in the evenings making lots of noises. So a group of Scottish people really drunk on a Sunday night probably wasn't what they wanted. Going in the canal. So we went. Mm -hmm, yep. We won't talk about future GB prospects doing things like that, will we? <laughs> No, we nope. will not. No, we will not. Nope, nope. But it was good, Bez. I'm lovely to be here. Lovely. It's lovely to hear your voice again. Good. I am glad. I'm glad to have you back. And of course, the dairy farmer himself, Mr. Greg Sim. How are you, Greg? I'm very well, thank you very much. Good. I'm rather disturbed by this lack of cocktails, by the way, Tree. I'm so sorry, Greg. I know. I just, I just didn't feel it at the weekend. I wasn't is, really feeling is this, it. Is this why the, the King's finish at King Bowl wasn't quite as... as uh, nimble as it normally 23, is 23 21 who knows either way i'll save that if you'd had a cocktail it would have been 21 yeah I'll, I'll i'll come back to the king bowl content of what happened uh but uh what i will say is if you're did you have rum and coke yeah because okay. technically speaking you could year. call that a cuba libre so you could call it a cocktail okay so we're 50 percent of the way there yeah yeah okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Put a lime in there as well and you're sorry yeah but... a bit of lime 
an ice that's fancy so there you go cocktail done perfect <laughs> cool and, and tonight gentlemen we have of course a very special guest he's a friend of the show he's been on a few times before he will be up there trying to be the uh one of our most frequent guests i think i would need to check my spreadsheet but he must definitely be up there and uh we it is an absolute pleasure to have him he is the best quizzer in the hnc he is the head coach of the gb men's national side it is of course alan young hi bez thanks for having me i love that you call me a frequent visitor when this is only my second time on your podcast this has got to be more than two <laughs> no this is number two is it really this number is it. two yeah I made a joke once that you never invite me on, and then you said, oh, there's always a standard invite for anybody in the HNC. There is always a standard invite. Just And then just never had me back. No one ever takes me up. So. Well, you've missed one of Youngie's most, I don't know, accolades. Now, Claire told me this, and I can't, is it an Octo Champion, Youngie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. he is, the Octo Countdown Champ. King. It is an Octo Champion. I, I thought that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Not many of them in Britain, Bez. We are pleasure <laughs> to have you here mr youngie that is that's incredible There's incredible achievement to be we're in the presence of greatness we are i, I enjoyed watching those episodes they were great it's like i know that guy <laughs> <laughs> my mate messaged me after the first one going ah countdown it's shite but it's better when you've got a horse in the race <laughs> <laughs> that's so true <laughs> absolutely absolutely and there goes this week's PG rating anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was going to be me, let's be honest. When you can when you can put money on countdown, it's definitely better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get on. What is it? Is it 8 out of 10 cats does countdown? We'll get Youngie on yeah. that. Yeah. I'd love to go on that. I've had quite a few friends go on that, actually, like that are far more talented at countdown than me. So I've had quite a few that I know that go on that. They have them on for like a fun bit. Ah. Nice. Nice. That should end the countdown chat for this. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't have the. Uh, okay. I don't have the the stones to repeat anything that Jimmy Carr would say on that show. <laughs> <laughs> you got the teeth for it though. <laughs> hey, that's what that's what happens when you get a job with dental. <laughs> <laughs> so all that oil money has to go somewhere, tree. No comment. And it goes into my face. <laughs> <laughs> Broken him already. <laughs> Broken them already. So, <laughs> Alan, we're gonna we're gonna. Is that gonna be all about you for the first for the first little section here? All about you. Um. So, you're obviously here because a little bit later on, we're going to make a rather large announcement about the men's national team that will be heading to the Continental Games in Limerick later in the year. Yes, but not yet. We're gonna tease that, so you're gonna have to keep listening, folks, because we're not quite ready. Uh, to get there and I'm not even going to give you the timestamp of when it is either so you're just going to have to keep on listening <laughs> um, so big start to the year for the na- for the national program um, obviously flagging new year tournament that you obviously host and had the silvers at and then King Bowl recently so tell us about the, uh, yeah. the beginning silvers like the silvers have been doing me proud for a while now um, it's been so nice to just let Dale take it and run um, but yeah to, to go so close at Flag of New Year was both good and quite sad at the same time. Uh, I think Greg will have felt this. It's the the joy of getting to the shootout, but then not quite getting there. But it comes back to the it's the whole thing. Do you go for one or do you go for two? I would have went for two, personally. I don't want to go into a one-point shootout with Charlie Williams. Like just not, not what would have been my choice. But it was a great start. And it's a really good time for a lot of those guys to do well because 
we've got such a big turnover in the main squad, so there's a chance for that to show off. And then a much smaller squad at Kingville, which I'm sure Trees can talk about a bit later on. Yep, but yep, yep. Um, again, I sat in the house watching it for most of the weekend, and it was they did great. Like I'm so chuffed with the silver program, churning out new stars constantly for me. Yeah, good. And I think like flagging year was obviously really cool, obviously, um, because it's because it's a big tournament in Britain that the mm-hmm. team are there for. There was like quite a lot of like curiosity, and then I guess like buy-in from the community. Like people are interested to see like what does the national squad look like, you know, yeah. at the silver level and. I get, you, you always know. get players that are looking at it from two points of view. Players going, I'm a good player. I'm better than these guys. I fancy a shot, which is great if you do come down and see it. But then you also, there was also an element of people who, as much as we all love the smoke, just desperately wanting the smoke to not win as yeah. well. Like, <laughs> well. They win everything, so we got to stop them somehow. So there was, there was an element of, it's a strange win that the Silver Lions were the underdogs, but I think that's kind of just the caliber that the smoke are playing at at the moment. So... Um, yeah. no it was great and tournaments like that are just great for these guys to get experience together in the system and I say can't say enough about Dale he's doing a great job yeah for sure and uh, well Greg's always got good things to say about Dale for sure so um... yeah absolutely well, I, I really quite um, enjoy his sort of leadership style because you get into those moments where I think can't remember what the score was at half time against the smoke but you know it's really easy to get caught up in the sort of the emotion and the drama of what's going on and um he's got a, a good knack of understanding those moments and one of the first things you'll you'll quite often do is just get guys just to stand take a deep breath a couple of deep breaths and then you'll go into whatever it is it just it's it's nice to have that recognition of being able to kind of just calm it down let's look at this rationally and, and see where we're going. So it's it's essential. Like if you think about that game against Smoke, it's half time. You've had the big score at Matty Ross, who inexplicably won a jump ball somehow, um, to to make to get that score to tighten up at half time because the game was starting to look like it could get a hand, and that game just swung it. It would be very easy for the guys to lose their cool and get lose their half time, being all jazzed up basically when Dale was good at just bring it in, settle it down. Still get work to do. Always great. So yeah, silver, silver are doing great. Silver's it's... silver's doing great, and then obviously, so is there like a, like obviously this is a big year, but and um, I know obviously you're the you're the host of flagging your year, so you can earmark a spot for for the for the squad, but like, like why, like what what was attractive about Kingball? Was it just like the time or is it was, you know? To be fair, so that this doesn't sound great from a strategy point of view, but it's what's Dale's availability? So can what can Dale do and what programme, what a tournament do we think will have competition that's worth our guys going up against? So flagging New Year, the smoker there, we were hoping to have far more international teams this year, but this is like the third hangover of COVID. So... We've seen a bit of a depletion in international teams. I think there'll be more next year. And King Bowl had the German national team and a few others as well that are worth going up against. So we, we tend to look at what tournaments have got what going on. And the kind of three bigger ones are 
King Bowl, Big Bowl, and Pink Bowl. But flagging New Year makes sense because it, it's on our shores. It's yeah. cheaper to get the guys there. Um, and again, because usually I, I earmark a certain number of spots for a national team, so there'll usually at least be some fresh teams for them to play. Is the idea. But this year with King Bowl, it was largely they wanted to go. He asked me if he could. I said yes. I mean, it's Doing a class. Like it's a class tournament. Like, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's a well-run tournament. You and your own and that do a great job. It's it's great. And a brand new a brand new venue. More. Trio Trio tell us all about that in a bit. But he's giggling it's, to himself thinking it's about it. Bless me, I can't wait to talk about King Bowl and that field. <laughs> it was a delight. Good, good. Um, so yeah, obviously, silvers silvers to to kind of start start the year. Um, had is it monthly monthly camps with both both squads together? Yes, yeah, I don't think it's quite been month. It's like in a month to six weeks because yeah. I'm kind of aware that we're people are getting ready for a season. Seasons in the go. It's expensive. Like these camp weekends are expensive. By the time you drive there, you get your hotel and stuff. There's no funding for us, so like it's all self funded. Um, so yeah, we we try not to have too many. The women's team, to be fair, are going nuts for it. They're having a camp every two or three weeks at the moment. Oh, and they're in the gym and like yeah, like but they don't have a season happening so, at the same time. Yeah, so of course, they're yeah. not protecting themselves for anything, anything like that. So, no, it's uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good. To be fair, this whole process has been quite good, and it's I'm going to change the way that I do it in the future because we started our open trials in September last year, and it just gave us more time. So having like the kind of shortlisted squad done in February meant that our April camp was actually a camp as opposed to our final selection weekend sort of thing, yeah. which meant we're just a couple of months ahead of the game than normal. Um, so we've got more prep time now, which is good as well. Yeah. So the la- like the last time you were on, we kind of we kind of touched on this question. So I'll uh, I'll maybe make you repeat yourself a wee bit, but when you're so for, for those that are like completely, you know, I know the national team exists. I don't know much else about it. Yeah. Um, I know that there's these like superheroes that are competing um, <laughs> in the blue, but I don't know much about it. So uh, how many people can we have in the gold squad? How many people are in the silver squad? So the rules have, uh, the rules have changed with IFAF. So we're 12. 12 is the magic number now for gold. Um, we're going to carry, we've, we've selected our 12, but we'll have a few reserves who will train with us because 12 people is not a lot. And the season, I'm not going to start my refereeing rant, but the game is not always kept as safe as it should be. So the chances of me having all 12 of those make the Euros is not great. So we need to keep people training. Silver, we usually try and carry 15 to 18. And then we have a couple of like practice squad guys that are, Guys who aren't quite there, but they're good guys, good to train against, um, good camp arms, because it's a lot of balls for the QBs to throw. So um, probably say 20 silvers, and I think, I think I've got 16 gold at the moment, but 12 are actually the gold. The other four are still technically silver, which makes it really easy for Dale to manage because <laughs> I move players up and down at will <laughs> whenever I fancy it. Yeah, He's yeah. so patient with it. <laughs> He's so patient. Absolutely. So I guess on that you've got your you've got your you know your squad that's kind of in the thirties. When you went into those when you went into those camps in um in September on you know towards the end of last year, 
without a position by position breakdown like what are you what what makes you kind of lift your head from your clipboard like what what are you looking i mean i know you know most of these people anyway um but like what are you looking for and obviously you were scouting at finals days last year like we had we had a great chat we had a great day on the call um but like yeah what you know in terms of like the person the athlete like what is it that you look for in someone who could potentially become into that to be fair when you're when you're scouting these days and you go to watch football and it's um really it's like the highlight play will maybe prick up your ears or your eyes of oh that was impressive i wonder if that was a one off and then you continue to watch and then you get players like harley from swansea mm-hmm. who just made play after play after play at flag in your year and i'm like oh this kid's this kid's good why is he snubbed my trance <laughs> <laughs> this kid's good so like you, you Sometimes it takes a magic play, but to be honest, if players send me footage, like James Tharrow from Reading, just very, you could say arrogantly, sent me a highlight reel, basically. And um, I watched it and went, ah, he looks good. Is he intelligent though? And then they come to camp and you get to see if they've got the smarts that go with some of the play. I'm looking for players to be adaptable, like, but it's hard to see that unless you put them in like difficult situations or different situations. You get players that come up to you going, oh, I just play receiver coach. That is not the, the approach to take at GB. If we ask you to play somewhere else, just do it. Like there's, there's obviously a reason we're doing it. In fact, I'm going to name Isaac Harding of Reading at the Edinburgh camp had like three picks. And he comes and goes, he has to play receiver coach. I'm like, you don't want to. You don't want to play receiver right now. And he's like, why? And I was like, because we like you at DB. Keep playing DB. So, and he did, to be fair. He's cracking, he's getting better. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still itching to play receiver. Probably a bit like Greg, who's plays defense for us now as well. But you just got to just be willing to do what's asked of you for the most part and recognise that you're in amongst an incredibly talented group of people. This year was so different because you're saying I normally know everyone, but we had a huge charm in the squad this year. Mm, yeah. Um, and a whole lot of the new faces have emerged at the GB trials that I had never seen before or met before. Um, some really fun young players and stuff, like a guy called Brad, or Bred, I think they call him, from... Uh, Cheshire, he's he hasn't made the silver squad, but he's full of energy and life, and I've never seen him before. And like that, that kid's got a great attitude. So, yeah, it's difficult to say what we're looking for. Um, we're looking for people that fit our system defensively. Like we run quite a a system that requires you to be able to play a bit of corner and safety and stuff. So that flexibility, the willingness to learn. But you also need people that are just committed and put the work in and. Then usually when you start to get closer and closer to the team, you're looking to see who fills different niches in the team and who just fits in. So you need to have some leaders, you need to have some old heads, you need to have the young people who are there to learn. Get a lad Glenn Fairweather playing for Silver at Kingo. And I watched the games this Saturday and he looked a little nervous. Cheeky drop and you're like, all right, okay. But straight back to him, made the catch. And it's that growth and be able to shake it off and stuff. So... I don't know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what you're looking for without going position by position, but just people that give it their rest and just do what they're told, for the most part. I know that sounds terrible, just do what you're told, but that that reality, that is it, basically. There's coaches down at GB that know, like Ziggles and Dale and Gibbo and uh, Alan Mead from the Titans. We know what we're doing. If we're asking you to do something, there's probably a reason for it. Um, it's it's quite funny that you bring up the uh, the whole, you know, if, changing position and what have you. I think there was 
about three camps in a row where I'd, I'd went down. And, you know, you, you do a little bit of receiver, a little bit of DB and what have you, and Dale would pull me to the side. And he'd be like, so uh, do you have a preference of playing offense or defense? And each time I would just make sure that the point, I would just re- reply with that. Just, I just like playing, just just keep me on the field, it'll be fine. So then you go to the next camp and he'd be like, right, you try and word it slightly differently. And I'd, so it'd be like, oh, you're, you're, you're making a lot of plays on defense today. Is that is that what you prefer? And it's like, I like playing both ways, <laughs> you know, and we generally had this sort of, it was a little bit of like a, a battle over about three months where he kept asking me in different ways, what we are preferred playing. It was just, nope, I just want to play. And yeah, so you, you get, get, it is that thing of just get down there, show up as, as much as you can. And yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, from going to the camps, we try and get everybody doing all the kind of drills. Like, doesn't matter if you're a receiver, you'll do the DB drills because it's good to understand the movement. And it's the same DBs doing the receiver drills that Alan Mead's been pounded in because you'll understand the movement. It's it's a th- good thing to do. And then we're obviously watching the fundamentals and going, oh, that was very smooth. I mean, Jake Shaw um, had never played defence until he came to GB. And we just liked the way that he moved defensively. And he was a good ball hop for a corner. And we're like, yeah, you're going to play defense for us, Jake. And he's like, never played defense before. And I was like, ah, why not? And now he leads his defense at his club. So it's it's one of those things he took the skills went back with him. Um, Jake was looking good until he had his knee injury, to be fair, a few years back now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just that willingness. And Greg's played it quite well. The don't tell Dale where you want to play. <laughs> Because then uh, that could be put anywhere. <laughs> well, that's it. As soon as, as soon as you admit to whichever <laughs> one it is, that's it. You're in a box. <laughs> but, um, consistent. Put me in, coach. <laughs> you know, I'll 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 tear my hammy playing both ways, so it's fine. You know, it's our <laughs> offense. So you know, it might as well make sure I get as much game game time as I can, and while it's healthy. <laughs> and it's worth it because you got to experience winning pink ball. Absolutely, like, absolutely. I mean that that in itself was just what weekend that was. Um, and to be fair, um, the whole way the whole silver program was set up last year was actually really quite rewarding. Um, I know Finewood went to um Big Bowl earlier in the year, and we, we didn't quite get the results that we wanted. But you, you had this sort of sense of kind of you'd built from sort of January, February in camps. You went to that first tournament and we'd had, a you know, it's a slow start on both days, really, sort of performance wise. Um, but you could feel like the team was starting to come together, starting to gel. And uh, I think that was something Dale really picked up on as well, that he really, I think he kind of fought to make sure we went to Pink Bowl afterwards as well. Yeah. And um, he really wanted to keep that team together. And I think hopefully, going by the performance that the guy's shown at King Bowl this year, is you're hopefully going to get that same sort of thing where the guys have had a couple camps nice and early, they've had this first experience, and then it's going to, you know, go great for them in the next couple as well because you start to, to kind of get that sort of um, the relationships with the guys you're playing alongside because it is difficult. Yeah. Um, when you come down, you're playing maybe, as you say, it's like every six weeks or so, you maybe get a camp and because things are rotated, you don't get a huge amount of time. But these tournaments are that where you do get that time to gel. So, um, and as I say, for us last year, it was that pink bowl. Just it just felt even the week before it 
just had a feeling, right, something's going to happen next week. It was good because Big Bowl, I, again, I had to watch from home um, because weddings, they're expensive. Um, but <laughs> watching from home, and it's funny because Ziggles is a really fiery guy sometimes and he's passionate. And he can run the coaches chat, ranting about the referee and I mean, he, he knows who to come to, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm your man. But at the end of the day, I watched it from a coaching point of view and went, yeah, the referees didn't do us a favour there, but you also as a coaching staff, have let the guys down a little bit with some of the decisions that you've made and we went through it all. So the coaching staff developed as well off the back of Big Bowl. Like they, we definitely finished lower than we expected, but it wasn't all on the players. There were decisions that were made in poor time management in certain situations that we, was it, was it Kalakaku? Kalakaku. Good bunch of lads, Kalakaku. French. Um, they're a, they're <laughs> a team that you just can't give too many opportunities to, um, that kind of thing. So it was good. And it, it was all about silver last year because we, we essentially shut the gold programme down from the February onwards because there was just a bad vibe about the whole thing. And I think people just needed a bit of time from the gold squad to cool off after certain decisions were made by a certain governing body that will remain nameless. Hmm. Um, and whether that was right or wrong, the reaction to that, that was the the reaction. So, yeah, it was all about Silver last year. They were the highlight of the, the entire GB programme last year. It's now the gold's turn to try and shine this year. Yeah, for sure. So on that, I guess, before we get on to the, before we do the team sheet, um, <laughs> are the gold going to do warm-up? Events? Is there anything planned for for them? No, um, no, we've, we've not put them in for any tour or anything like that. There's a, there's like there's advantages to these things and going to play, but the downside is that you've then got a lot of film of your schemes and your playbook out there. Yeah, and I think it would be detrimental. Actually, okay. I think spending time together. Um, we've got our two official camps scheduled, and then I've no doubt that. Uh, the quarterback that has been selected will we'll get ready together and do a bit more work and then we'll do all our calls. I think we'll do more just getting together. We have been reached out to by a, a particular nation um, and we might do a little an extra joint camp with them because that would be valuable but we it's a rebuild. Like it's, it's a rebuild. There's only three returning members from the squad that was selected to go to the, the worlds at Israel that we didn't get to go to. So yeah. it's a so, yeah, big, big, big turnover. Big change. And I don't necessarily want to go and try and do the install and work it all out against other teams in, in a format that we don't play at IFAF. That's yeah. the other downside to these tournaments. Sport Monda might be a shout for us in the future because it's the elite level and it's full-length games. Yeah. Are you going over with the Hornets? No, no, no. unfortunately no. It's, uh, no. I wondered if you would uh, go and scout it out. Uh, no, to be fair, I, I wanted to go and as much as I've, as you announced in your podcast so gleefully that I've renounced myself to being a Div 1 player now. Uh, I'm still I did not believe that when I saw that. <laughs> I was frustrated that you knew, to be honest. I was so... hoping to slay that the game under the radar. Uh, it kind of pops up on Playways. So, like, as soon, like that's the thing. Nothing's a secret anymore because the lists are, you have to register on Playways. So, nothing, nothing is sacred. Uh, However, Mr. Anderson over there had no idea. 
Because um, <laughs> he doesn't. Not look. a clue. <laughs> nah, I don't care. Uh, I rocked up in Aberdeen. I was like, oh, Alan. We told him. We told him that bit of news after he put his game picks in. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that intel. Yeah. Shocking. To be fair, like, I may be the one, but I'm so rusty after two years of standing on a sideline coaching Nicky. <laughs> um, I'm so, so very rusty. So it's uh, it's been fun. And to be fair, I, I don't think I would have went down if it wasn't for, like, the likes of Ainsley. Um, yeah. We're going off on a tangent now, though. And I'm just talking about... Talking about <laughs> and we will, we will come to your club side uh, a little bit later on. But for now, we are... Uh, we're going to do it. We're going to go. So, um, yeah, basically, Alan is going to get the opportunity to shout out basically anyone involved with the <laughs> the gold squad as it stands. But yeah, this is it. This is your exclusive first look at the GB men's gold squad selected for the Continental Games at the University of Limerick in August this year. Is it not like a one of those podcast rules where you don't have people just sitting listing things? Is so, that I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's interesting. So we've got 12 players this year. Um, all the players know. So, like, just, just to be clear, who, anyone who thinks that I'm an absolute monster naming the GB <laughs> squad in a podcast for the first time, all the players all do. All the players do, yeah. And in fact, some of them had to dive to speak to me between King Bowl games last weekend. Oh, I know. Stop. <laughs> so where are you going, Brandon? Back in a minute, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Brandon, he messaged me going, uh, I've played at these times and I'm refing at these times. I was like, well, I'm free at three. And he went, I just won't ref that one. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he, he disappeared. That's <laughs> <laughs> <I so> appreciated. <laughs> and uh, I just thought, ah, oh, you're getting more and more like Jules every day. That's, this is what's happening. <laughs> dodge the referee. So, um, do you want, I don't really have an, do you want to do offense and defense? Do you have a particular way you want me to do this? Well, I'm a, def- I'm a defense guy. So I'll, uh, I'm, I'm apparently a defense guy now as well. I am first. now anyway, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll go. I'll I'll take I'll take defense first. Well, we'll start defense then. So in no particular order, and I say that genuinely because I'm reading in a weird order. Um, we've got one of our returners, Gary Elliott. You might have heard of him. Uh, Not... uh, I know his face. No, Name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be year number eleven or ten for Gary. In the in the GB setup, um, he he is looking a lot more like he did a few years ago, which is exciting. Um, we've got Henry Williams, who is making a return from a couple of years ago, but wasn't in the squad going to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Callum Stepani, another well-known name, former Aberdeen, but then he came to Glasgow and got good. He did, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Should we just should we just mute him now? Kick uh... <laughs> <laughs> on, boys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, to be fair, Callum was one of the original Silver Lines long ago. Yeah. Um, despite yeah. his coaching at Aberdeen, he made it all the way to that level, and uh, he then stepped away from like work and personal reasons and stuff. But he's come back and he's just been a powerhouse since he's been yeah, he's back. So good at football. He's so <laughs> so good, and it can't be that we go at blitzing and he. He had a couple of back downs, and it's like, oh shit, can Callum blitz as well? He can. And he can. Um, we've he can got play Mags anyway, for... can't he? <laughs> <laughs> we've got Mags for Lint, um, another Good. one of our returners from what would have been the, the Israel squad. He's he's just lightning. Like he's having, I've had to play against him at Winter League, which just feels unfair to play to that caliber playing at Winter League, to be honest. 
Um, it's dangerous. And then we've got Johnny Kerr um, of the London Smoke as well. Johnny, to be fair, I've named as a defender, but he's also a fantastic receiver. Yes. Uh, how many have I done? Have you tracked them? Uh, yeah, you've got a couple. Oh, we've got one more to do. Ollie Dyer for defence as well. Um, Ollie's been getting better and better. I love my call with Ollie. He mentioned he'd listened to the, the one podcast I've done with HNC before. Um, and I mentioned that the gap from the sport at the top to the bottom is not that big because it's not that huge a pool of people. And um, he listened to that and that's why he came to one of the first training sessions and there he is. He's there. Um, he is You're so... welcome. <laughs> <He's> so... <laughs> There's commission. <laughs> the post boys. That counts. <laughs> Everybody that sees him kind of thinks, ah, we'll pick on that guy and then realize That's a bad idea. Like, yeah, he's not there to be picked on. No, he is not. And offensively, um, another newcomer, Jack Jarrett, again of the London Smoke. Yeah. The team here, they are the national champions. Um, we also have Jam Chan, who is a man that I met for the first time at Finals Day last year. Amazing. And he shredded us. <laughs> He's a, but he, Jam's got just this great attitude and athleticism and a nice, he's nice and polite and calm off the field, but a demon on it. He's, he's fantastic. Very excited. Uh, we've got a quarterback, Charlie Williams. Of course. So, Charlie's been knocking on the door for a while, but now that um, our previous quarterback has stepped aside, the door has kind of opened for Charlie, which is excellent. And he's really taking leadership and ownership. And a lot of the lads appreciated that he risked missing the birth of his child to be at the Saturday of the last camp. So his commitment is, uh, his commitment. is high. We've got uh, Shorty, Alex Brown of the Chichester Sharks. Yeah. And it's centre. Um, Shorty's just been, again, he's been doing so well at Silver for so long, but stuck behind one of the best centres in Europe for a while. And again, now that that player has stepped aside, Shorty has absolutely stepped up into yeah. that role well. He's been fantastic. We've got Liam Harper of the Manchester Crows, who's receiver slash blitzer. Player 14. Player 14, yep. Player for 14. Those, uh... We're 14. For those that are familiar with the uh, King Bowl memes page. <laughs> I'm not. We'll but... send you a link, Alan. Oh, we'll, we'll, send we'll, you we'll, link. we'll get you educated on that. We'll, we'll hook you up with player 14. Um, His most recent name for me has been the King Bowl MVP, to be fair. Yes, he has. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, did himself very well. And then I think, if my maths is correct, I've got one last, and it's Brandon Lamb. I know that guy too. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> formerly, formerly of the Dunfermline Kings. And oh, now... come on, youngie. You don't have to put that into it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I think the last time he stepped on a competitive playing field, he was in a Kings uniform. No? Um, oh, he was playing for the Kings for you guys the weekend. Oh, he's playing for us at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the last time we'll ever get him, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Bronco now, and, you know, we've lost him to the GB setup, so we're never going to see him again. He's, he's such a good lad. And You'll he, see him running along past, a few years ago, you could just tell he was young and not quite ready for it. And then he, he kind of took himself away and he came back. And he, since he came back, he's been brilliant. So, yeah. no, he's well there. And I heard spot. he mossed a giant at Pink, Pink Bowl as well. So that's that's what you got to do. Isn't that right, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth. What was it? Fourth in uh, halfway. 
uh, in the final. You know, I think we're down by a score at this point. And um, what, Tree, you might be able to tell us how tall the guy was or how tall he's gotten since Pink Bowl. I believe he was nine foot eight. Yeah, he was he's close to the 10 foot marker. He was yeah. the cast a shadow like, as he blocked out the sun. I heard there was almost an eclipse mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something yeah. like something along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, that was it's. But the thing is, that's the sort of player Brandon is. Like, it, it's a key moment of the game. He just kind of came up with a play. It's awesome. Absolutely buzzing for him. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. It. No, delighted for, for them all, to be fair, because it's been a long process since last September. And, um, we went into the February camp thinking, right, how do we get this down to 15? And then I get a message from a, I won't name, um, from IFAF, from my friend at IFAF, who just went, you realise you're working at the 12th this year? And I was like, oh, what are you doing to me? And I, mean, I just looked at Gibson and went, we need another camp. Yeah. We can't pick this. <laughs> There's no, like, I can't get down to 15, so how am I getting down to 12? So, uh, yeah, we had one more camp and worked it out. But, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. It doesn't sound like it just now, but I am genuinely excited. No, it's, for these guys. That's a, that's a great team. That is a great team. It's, and, a, um, it's a cracking team, and the more and more time we get together, it's going to be exciting, actually. And it's been good to work with Charlie a bit more closely and share ideals and philosophies and stuff. And yeah, we're way more aligned than, than I thought we were going to be. So no, it's exciting. Great. And he did make it home for the birth of his child, thankfully. Good. So good, congratulations and him. congratulations on the birth of his child as well. So yeah. not only not only are you the national team quarterback, you've also got a new wee one in your life, which is great. A new wee one. That's it. Any questions about my selection? No, I wouldn't say questions, but like it's great to see that there is a few of the guys who have stepped up from silver last year. Um, yeah. um, you know, we had uh, obviously Shorty playing, uh, Liam, Brandon. Um, I'm really delighted for Ollie Dyer as well because he's one of those players that I, th- I think you kind of you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I, I don't think you get a full appreciation of just how good he is until you play alongside him. Um, yeah, because I, I I was able to play at safety behind him, and it's just a thing of oh, I can just relax, relax, go find whatever he's he's doing. It's it's taken care of, and I can just concentrate on my job, which you know. <laughs> just takes so much weight off your shoulders and you can and like he's a tape dog as well so he signed up to be one of the digital scouts um for the gb team which has been a great addition oh the, the amount of work that's been taken off of my shoulders is fantastic and ollie and liam and phil watson um and i just do an incredible job at that to be fair the digital scout stuff that they do for me making up scout playbooks and things like that. It's it's excellent. So he's an absolute tape dog. He's through film at an incredible rate. Um, he's just a hardworking guy. He's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually one of the first years where we'll be looking down going, who is going to be the captain for this team? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll pick that another day. You can have another exclusive in a couple of months. But it's, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. it's good that you've got a couple of characters in there as well. Um, yeah. You'll yeah. find to quite a few people, Jam might not be like a familiar name. But I mean, my first interaction with him would have been at last one of those last ones. And it was, uh, I think we were doing situational kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I think it was, it was like fourth down for the offense. And he's just, we we're both on the sideline. He just turned to me and goes, ah, he goes, hey, I'm back in the offense. 20 push-ups for if offense win, yeah. uh, defense do the 20 push-ups. 
if uh, deep in <laughs> stop it i'll do them never spoken to him in my life before but it's like right yeah fine taking that bet not a problem defense wins championships defense wins push-ups then you get jam <laughs> <laughs> took it like Dude, a jam you done that's his, good though because that's like someone who's like they're totally comfortable in their own skin right and that's what you need in, a, yeah, yeah, in, a high, yeah. in any high performing team you need people that are just like comfortable in who they are so i mean jam jam made himself do 10 push-ups at the last camp for not running the route well enough so like he's <laughs> maybe he's just loves push-ups he's definitely he's definitely a character and he's going to make it's going to be a lively place i can tell you that yeah it's <laughs> it's going to be a really good atmosphere as we we get more and more built together but we've got some hard work to do yet yeah, yeah. cool so that's actually like a really useful segue onto the uh the next question which is right we've got our We've got our twelve. We've got our uh, our reserves. We've got the silver squad. Mm-hmm. What are we doing between now and August? Uh, I'm doing without a lot giving of... away trade secrets to uh, the rest. No, of to Europe. be fair, we've got two. I say we've got two weekend camps, which will be just loads of reps together, um, drilling situational stuff because there's a lot of stuff that we'd embedded in, and the silver guys embed in like the situational awareness. Um. I, I, yeah, not going to be trade secrets at this point, but just the things that happen in games and these situations that you see all the time, and we just rep them so that guys don't need to think about it when they're on the field. They just do it naturally. It means that they can focus on beating these incredible athletes that we're going against. Um, we'll have loads of playbook sessions. I know that Gibson loves them all to watch film and look at playbook stuff like that. I think he's already started commanding them of what they have to watch his homework. So there's lots to from that point of view. Offensively, there's nothing like we can show them the lines on a page, but it doesn't mean anything unless we run it together and get the timing down. So just loads of reps where we can. Bit of team bonding because this is a very new team. Like we've got some silver guys who have been a really core part of the team morale at Silver. Like big Liam Harper seems to be the organizing guy for Silver. Like he's the one getting people out for dinner. I'll say dinner as opposed to probably what it actually is, but um, uh, to be fair to them, the last photo that they had, there wasn't an alcoholic drink in sight. There's uh, a few of us who weren't present that were very disappointed. Well, that's just because they're all under the tables in case the coaches can see. That's what that is. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, but you need these people in the squad. So we just need to get a bit of camaraderie off the field and stuff like that. And then, but that'll come quickly. And then again, we'll get technology now. So like, it's so much easier to have a playbook meeting in between camps whereas when I first did this it was much more challenging to do and much less common so no we've got way more tools and then probably a lot of scouting of other teams teams that are not silly but teams that are going to send their, their national teams under different guises to tournaments that we can go and scout and pull off film and yeah as prepared as possible for um, so yeah it's just all, all prepped for the Euros cool got a new team manager that you again got the exclusive on by accident. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little birdies best. I did enjoy I did enjoy your reply to, to the uh the initial <laughs> message today was you and your little birds. <laughs> they, they sing. <laughs> um so yeah. No, that'll be um yeah, it's a very it's a very exciting time and I think like you know, we said we said this before, kind of, you know, last time when you were out in in, in Israel before the world went mad um, yeah. you know like the amount of like the amount of interest in the national teams is 
is unreal. Like people are are really, really like people are bought in. Like in a it's, you know, and it's and it's and it's, nice. in, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like people support them like they support like a professional, like 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 it's a professional team. It there's, just happens that you probably know someone as well. There's so like there's like layers of, invest, of like investment there that just makes you want to cheer on your country. Like we we went to see the Speedway and it was Great Britain versus Poland. We'd never been to the Speedway before. God damn, we were getting behind the British drivers like immediately. Yeah, there we are in our flag. Let's go yeah. for it. Um, to be fair, I can do that with any team. Like I, I'll go and watch the basketball with two teams I don't know, and I will just pick one, and that is it. And Claire tells me that I am embarrassing. Um, but you've just got to go for Sport, it. So I, I think what's nice though is that people do care now. Like when I first took over the thing, there was just this kind of jaded nature of GB, and I've no doubt that you still get the odd comment in the message board going, "Ah, oh, he's not even considered this this blitzer. He's the best blitzer in the country." And these things make me chuckle, but it's also like maybe we would find out if they came at trials. Yeah. Like maybe if you reached out, maybe there is the best blitzer in the country that I've not seen. Get your game tapes in, boys and girls. Say, that, that sounds a little bit like something Bez used to say. Don't boo. That he's the best blitzer in the, blitz in the country. Don't, don't, no, no, don't no. boo. Vote. Don't boo. Like, don't, don't boo the squad. <laughs> if you, if, you're, if you're going to have, if you're going to make a comment, you better be able to back it up. So. Yeah. And again, this is it. We've got the technology now. So send us the film. I've got a set of digital scouts that will cut it up for me real nice. And then I'll watch it. And um, and I will watch it because I'll watch endless amounts of flag football. I've watched hours of King Bowl. Hours of it. Um, I'll watch it and then I'll be very candid with my feedback. Absolutely. Well, we're, uh, yeah, well, hope, well, we're still, we're still working on our, uh, on our media passes uh, for, <laughs> for limerick so don't worry about that <laughs> however i have just received and i've just put it into the boys that one of the most hilarious emails i think i've ever got so regular uh regular listeners of the show may remember that every now and then i punt emails off to people just to see what i get back um so after we ran a show which was basically um did you know that uganda is in europe um we <laughs> <laughs> I sent IFAF an email basically being like can you let me know who's in or when that list will be announced and when the draw will be made uh, right the deadline was Monday I think so. so just fired it in see what I would get back the last time I emailed them I got back a, a very political um, <laughs> thank you for getting in touch but we, we're not talking to you however we have a the way we HNC an email account now. So it's not just my personal one, right? It's got an email signature and everything. So I said, <laughs> so I sent them that, right? And they didn't reply. So so a week later, I sent them a follow-up. I said, hi, literally just checking in to make sure you got the above email. Kind regards, Bez. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Can I just stop you a second here? So you've set up an account for the way we HNC it. Yeah, because it's linked to the and store. And you've got a proper you've got a proper like email signature. Yet yeah, you yeah. still went with Bez. <laughs> you still not decided. Like you've tried to make this really official and yet you've still went with Bez. Yeah, yeah. So it, so the, <laughs> the, the the email signature is uh just our logo, massive, because I don't have a smaller file, so it's massive. <laughs> it's a massive picture file. And it says Matthew, Bez, Barry, uh, okay. host. The way we HNC it. 
It's very professional. <laughs> but I, we just thought you, I thought you'd missed out the Sunday name. I thought you just went. No, no, no. I went. went all I thought in. you'd went. Sorry, I thought you went the other Sunday name and went Besley Berry. Yeah, Besley Berry, <laughs> second son to the Earl of Beslington. Um, <laughs> so we've had an email back from IFAF who have said thank you for your emails. Good use of plural. Um, details of entry will be made available shortly. Um, these these will be published on the IFAF website. If you would like interviews in advance of the event, please let us know. You're sincerely the International Federation of American Football. <laughs> Who, who's, the, who's the signatory on it? Who's no, no, the it's, there is no signatory. The signatory is the International Federation of American Football. We ah. have them all, Alan. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's a lot of people. To that's a lot of people. And so who, all, who are we interviewing then? Signed, I don't know who we're interviewing, but yeah, I'll reply saying interviews sound great. Can you be yeah. in like Switzerland next Tuesday, Bez? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or whatever it is. We'll, we'll, we'll fly you to Geneva. All right. It's in Switzerland, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. Who we had that conversation. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because we looked up their James Bond lair. Ah, uh, their <laughs> headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that was the IOC. That was the IOC we did. Oh, that so it was. Uh... Yeah, we we, also, we also looked up UEFA's as well, didn't we? So, or yeah, FIFA's. Yeah, FIFA's. Uh, FIFA's, FIFA's, FIFA's black boardroom. Yeah, in a cave. Yeah, so cool. Well, thank you, Alan, for uh, for coming on and, and sharing uh, sharing all that with us. Um, so we are gonna uh, we're gonna move on to our kind of more regular programming now, um, and we're gonna say tree. How was King Ball? It was electric, Bez. It was great. Uh, new venue. Uh, more teams, uh, fantastic weather, lots of beer, and ribs. Uh, due to popular demand, there was no ribs uh, up until the Thursday uh, when it was announced. Uh, but King Bowl made it happen. They went and bought ribs, and they sold out the ribs. Amazing. They bought beer, Bez. All the beer was sold beer out, Bez. Sold out. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, they've asked for improvements for next year, and everyone at the celebration went, Ribs and beer. More ribs, um, more beer. <laughs> that's your only complaint of a tournament. You're doing something well, Mr. Barry. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty well there. Pretty awesome tournament, man. As always, the, the organization was fantastic. Obviously, they've got uh, nine fields, um, six of which are on grass, three of which are obviously on their brand new artificial uh, field, which is designated just for American football. Uh, but what was really fascinating was it's actually marked for flag. Like on the inside, it's actually got red lines designated for flag fields, mm. so it has it all the way down. Just don't ask James Grubb where the 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 entry point of the end zone is. Don't ask him. Nah, doesn't know. Pick six, all right? No. Oh no, he didn't. Yep, didn't run it all the way in. Dropped the ball within an inch of the the scoring. You know, the end zone. Oh, he thought he was past it because there is fair. a very much a conflict of lines. We'll give him that. Uh, but it's there no the red ones up the side lane kind of mark where the cones should go and stuff. So you can't that's, fully see it. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. That's outrageous. To be fair, was that at least that's not like tackle football where if you do that and it goes at the end zone, it's a touchback. So like Yeah, yeah. All I had to do was just punch it in just to score. So you know, it was yeah, our so last game of the weekend. Doing, so what he was fine. doing there is he was he was padding your stats, Chief. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Although my stats were pretty padded with absolute shambles this weekend, but we won't talk about that. Uh, but honestly, man, I, King Bowl is still to this day 
easily one of my favorite international tournaments of all the ones I've been to. Um, I love it. I think it's brilliant the way in which you run it. I say I'll just second what Youngie said, obviously, with Ilya and Jerome. They do an incredible job, like from the organization to the facilities, everything they do, top notch. And it's only getting bigger. Is it too big? Maybe. I mean, there was there was lots of layoff between games this year, uh, which a lot of people were quite disappointed with. But I mean, you, you take what you're when given. You're up to I mean, forty-five teams, though. That's gonna like. Yeah, we, we were down one game on the Saturday, so we only played four instead of the usual five. So there okay. were, you were down a game on the Saturday, which I mean, if you're a competing team for wanting to win, you've got more energy for the su- the Sunday, I suppose. If you want to hmm. see it that way, you're not playing as many games, but at the same time, the ones that are competing, you know, just want to go play flag. It is yeah. one less game, I suppose. Um, but that was good. It was a really good British contingency as well. Um, I think what Silver Lines were obviously there, Grangemouth, Broncos, UK Dukes, Reading, Manchester, ourselves, uh, the Dunfermline Kings, uh, obviously Aberdeen, Oil Cats, Leeds. Well, no, we won't count them. Um, yeah, okay, I've mentioned Manchester. Leeds were there as well, I suppose. Yeah, and then there was the guy, it was Nola as well. They were predominantly... oh, Nola were there too. Yeah, so there, there was a quite a yeah. I wouldn't even call it a heavy British contingency, um, because I had never played a British team all weekend. Biz, lovely. That's unusual beautiful. at King Bowl as well. That's unusual. Oh, it was Bowl. an absolute delight. Oh, on the Dukes as well. There you go. There's another one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, a lot of the other teams they ended up playing each other once, but we because obviously where we placed, uh, yeah, we didn't end up playing a British team, and it was it made my Fantastic. weekend. So it was great not to, to play different teams. I don't we'll think I talk about either, the performance, actually, but so. no, oh, okay. I think they missed. I think they missed out on everyone as well, which was good for them. Yeah, I can't quite remember. It's but, always annoying, isn't it? When you end up a tournament, and you play the same team every single tournament. It's it's frustrating. Mm. Very, Mister Young. Very, oh, I have experience very... of that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, looking forward to the uh, looking forward to the Quake Draw 2023 again, just to make sure I've got my two bits of paper stuck together. <laughs> Sorry, the Kings are not in. Don't worry, no, they're not. not. No, they're not. Nah. <laughs> they're not. Um, um, but what else do you want to talk about the King Bowl, Mister Bez? Do we want to talk uh, about how superb the Silver Lions were all weekend, even with quite an undermanned squad? Um, you know, missing a few key players there. Do you want to talk about how these friggin' Antarctic and Arctic flamingos? Uh, were just I heard. I heard that despite incredible. being from polar regions, a lot of them spoke German. Is that they did? Can we confirm? So, someone said to me, like, "Oh, sure. Who do you think is going to win this weekend?" And I kind of started to look at the roster. I was thinking, "Oh, maybe the Dutch Lions. You know, they'll do okay." My losses, I've heard, are pretty good. The Outsiders, GB, and then I was like, "Oh, and then probably Waldorf Wanderers." And they're like, "Waldorf's not in here." I'm like, "Benji's standing over I there. I can see him. Like, wearing I can a see him. Jersey. And they're wearing <laughs> Waldorf jerseys." And then later on, I found out it was Benji. Was second string Waldorf and the second string QB for Waldorf with the Dutch, the German national team. It was like a combination of like Benji wasn't playing with the good guys. They're amazing. Don't get me wrong. They're like, oh, they're not as good. I'm like, I will gladly chew your hand off for two of those guys. They were big, <laughs> tall, athletic, unbelievable. Um, and obviously, the, the other quarterback had made it to the final. I forget the lad's name. What an arm and, a, and what an athlete for a backup quarterback. <laughs> He's one of the better <laughs> quarterbacks in Europe. This dude is unbelievable. Uh, you hate these countries that have got that. Like the Danes had Freddie and Niels for oh, so long. Just... It's like you would start for almost any European country, but yet you're oh, yeah. backing him up. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Unbelievable. He'd probably start for every single flag 
team in the UK maybe other than like two or maybe three. Uh, and he's a backup. Yeah, he, he was superb. Uh, so they, they were really enjoyable to watch. I like watching those Arctic and Antarctic guys all weekend. Um, and then kind of just learning more about the outsiders. I think well, a lot of them are French. A um, couple really super talented players. I think French nationals are in that squad as well. Yeah, is it not like a group of guys who kind of grew up together playing and obviously went their different ways with, and then have just decided to kind of get back together for tournaments? Well, their biggest fans now Scottish. John Guthrie was missing a cap and they were selling merchandise for their club. So John bought a wee cap. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. He's, he's their biggest number one fan now. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Amazing. But yeah, it was, I mean, Belosis were okay. They were another French team. They were kind of, I think they finished seventh overall. Uh, we only got beat by six points by them. <sighs> yeah. Joy to the world. <laughs> and they finished seventh and we only got beat by six. That was disappointing. I'm very aware uh, that we've we've given quite a lot of nice nods to the Silver Lions, which is which is great. But there was another GB team there. So that I that's I'm just about to come on to that. I was just waiting until yeah. Trees finished telling his story. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the women made the made the final as well. I was about to get to that as well. Yeah, all into WFFN. What is what is that? What did that stand for? Women's flag football. It's, it's the World Flag Football Network. I think the network. I couldn't work. I was like, is it nation? Or network, um, or... I think they're a Georgian organization, not dissimilar to Mass Flag, but just further south. But yeah, just significantly further, further south. Yeah, they've, basically they've a team of, of Americans. They've done a lot of promoting for like the women's game and stuff like that. Yeah. They they do a lot, and they're a talented bunch. They looked very impressive. Like, yep. Very, Let's just very uh, not talk about the coaching, but. The players super talented. I think the 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 coaches were driving the sideline mad in that final. Like, and there was like Alan Mead and John were on that sideline. It's like all the time, just constantly in their ears. Oh, they were reffing. I was yeah. like, if that was Youngy, you're getting flagged. Yeah. <laughs> fair, if I put my neutral hat on, one would question if Alan Mead should be on the sideline of that game at all. Um, I would maybe, or really anybody that's affiliated with GB should possibly have not been refereed in that game, but equally good refs. So yeah. it's, it's a hard balance to to get. But uh, it was a disappointing hour, actually, for me sitting here on my couch at the weekend to watch. Games, yeah. yeah, watch them watch the both fall at the final hurdle. Yeah. yeah. It, it really it was, it was heartbreaking in some ways, particularly... The men, oh, the men's game it was really good back and forth game, but I felt like the women could have took it at the end, and I love that they went for two, which is absolutely my style. Like I don't want to go overtime with this team. Have you seen who they've got in that team? Yeah. <laughs> overtime with them. Yeah. We've got a chance to steal this now. Love that they went for two. Just quarterback just seemed to get locked in Amy Wells, and don't get me wrong, Amy's an incredible receiver, one of my absolute favourites. But I think she got locked into it, and we Hannah was wide open at the back of the end zone. So it's a uh, it's a gutter, an absolute gutter. Yeah, like I, I was, I was, I was, I wasn't uh, watching it, watching it live, um, but I could see the messages coming through on my on my phone from the the Ocats chat, and people were just like, "They're going for two, they're going for it," and it was like, "Love it, love it, love it, love it." <laughs> like, so, like, oh, it's the right decision, and that like end the game because oh, even yeah. like like they're going to be down at that point. Oh, it's just it's a different mentality. Yeah, yeah. go and try and win the game. Believe in your offense. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. And the uh, probably the 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 um, it's not really performance related, but 
I'm a huge fan of those new pirates uniforms for East Kilbride. Scimitar, nice. The gifts that showed the scimitar, they're quite nice. So they are. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna next time there's a run of them, I'm gonna need one with HNC on the back because that's. Uh, <laughs> I'll wear it under my under my hoodie next time we do finals if it's back in Ravens Creek. <laughs> I'd say you should speak to Claire about that, but it was quite stressful for her getting all the shirts organised. Yeah, I bet. so it's a lot um, of players. Yes, there's a lot of players, but uh, no, they were very clean, very, very slick. Um, so yeah, big, big fan of them, and we'll see them back in action later in the year, I guess. Um, which, which will be great, which will be great. Um, so yeah, tree, any more, any final words on, on King Bowl? I mean, I mean, I'm probably gonna stick with the women's just for a second. That's where it's gonna end up. Um, was it the Amazonians of Austria? Uh, against the Dom's Alley Tigers, that was your first game on Sunday morning. <laughs> like that was an electric game on yeah. Sunday morning, um, and that's why the Amaz- the Austrian team were so low. Is they, they they had a tight game first thing on Sunday, and because of the way in which the brackets work out, yeah. that's as high as they could play for. Um, and then obviously the, the Tigers obviously got beat to GB because GB were up until the last game of the day they were electric the all all weekend. Um, so yeah, the Austrians were probably a bit lower than I expected them, and I think there was who was the other one. Uh, the Red Lips almost beat the US team in the semi final. I think it was what is it? It was 7 6 or something. Yeah, I looked at it and it was it was 7 6, I think. Defensive battle, yeah. Like, I watched that, was, that was a good game. It was good. I watched a lot of flag football. I, I may as well have been there to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's weird. These tournaments, like, see what a team like the Amazons when they go out, they were there to win, so when they went out. It's really difficult to get yeah. yourself up for a placement yeah. game that means nothing. A five to eight player placement game, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they never lost the game the rest of the day. I've just pulled up the schedule. So they beat the Warriors 21 0, and then they beat the Cobras 14 7. Like they only lost that one game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the one that matters. Just, uh, that just puts you in the bracket below. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, because the, was it, it was the Red Lips and. It was the Red Lips that went like twenty rounds of extra point shootout last yes, year in last the semi final. I think it was last year in the semi final against yeah, yeah. it was against um the against the Tigers who then went on to win it. That's right. Um, because then because the two it was Eagle Force one and Eagle Force two played each other in the semi. The two German teams played each other in the semi, and it was like a pretty and the Eagle Force two beat one, so everyone was going mental. And then the next game up went like. It just went on and on and on. And like, you know, like at those tournaments, like there's an extra point shootout. So you just kind of hang out right and waiting for your game to start. And it didn't. And then like the, the pitches next to them were like, okay, we'll wander over. And then the pit, and eventually in the old bit, like every, it was the only game in town. And yeah. there's they footage of the it. Game. There's cam, like there's footage yeah, of it. I was playing Mayhem like, and our game stopped. Oh, it's like, it was, you know, it's like eight, nine people deep, like around this singular end zone right in front of the tent like and people are just losing their minds um yeah like semi-finals man they 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 hit they're often some of the better they properly hit different so like a semi-final extra finals can start off a bit cagey yeah but in semi-finals teams are like right we need to get after this and it was one of those things as well it's like you want you want the upset like in the moment like when Eagle Force 2 beat Eagle Force 1, like you love that in the moment. But then in the final, Dom's Alley completely outclassed like that weaker team that had just pulled off the upset. 
Um, but the two semis, like, yeah, the big upset and then the, like, never-ending extra point shootout were just, you know, that was so I imagine good. you could probably still find that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's all, like, the whole, um, the whole, like, streams are from last year still up there, including you and I's brief cameo at the end, trying to pronounce, trying to pronounce names of people who play for Dom's Alley and uh, are German. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, London Smoke uh, versus Cardiff Hurricanes was much easier to pronounce. <laughs> after a few of the, uh, after a few beers as well, yeah, got to, it starts getting a bit tricky. Delicacies, so. Yeah. So yeah. No. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Back. I'll be back to that one. Uh, next so year. In some. Out? In some. In some fashion. Yeah. And the dates. The dates are already out. So the fourth and fifth of May yeah, next year. I think that's correct. It's a, week, it's a week later on next year. Yeah. Yeah. It it puts it in play for me actually for a change. Yeah. I'm not like the school holidays don't really pan out for me, but it, it might actually work out. It's a week time. later. Yeah. So the Claire wouldn't need to answer the question all weekend of, oh, where's Yogi? Where's Yogi? In a all classroom. Weekend, yeah, as soon as I see it, I was like, oh, you're, where's your other, where's your other half? Where, where, where's, what's happening here? Like, oh, make up. <laughs> he, like, you see right. those cameras? He's on the other end of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, not, he's not moved for 16 hours. He's on the other end of them. He's watching right. flag football. The messaging Claire going, why didn't you call that play again for the Pirates? Why did you only call it once? <laughs> Lizzie's wide open. Armchair coach. <laughs> that, that's just a that's a swift mute. Yeah, mute oh, my, I don't. I, my hours. phone died in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So, yeah, it was a it was a good weekend, Bez. All in all, good. Good but, to hear. I say, well, I will not critique my own performance, but it was good to see a lot of British teams, a lot of friends, um, and all I, playing American football in one venue. It was great. I you know, I wasn't jealous. Sorry, well, I wasn't jealous until I seen the whole Scottish picture at the end. Oh, so yeah, good, isn't it? And I remember being in the first one, and I'm like, oh, I want to. I yeah, want to oh. I've still, I've still got, I've still got the first one because that was my first international tournament. And like, because you know, Facebook does that thing where it's like, remember what you were doing six years ago? Look yeah. at it. Look at it. Um, so, <laughs> look at the fun you had. You're not having you now. Yeah. So like that, that really early one. Yeah. From like the first king ball that that went in, the flag appeared and all that kind of stuff, and then obviously repeated it last year. And then, uh, an upgraded flag. Guthrie yeah. were collecting yeah. in all the logos. Um, where did, where did that idea come from? Guthrie, Mister Guthrie, he, a retirement gift for himself. Yeah, he uh, he came to he approached me at Winter League and was like, "I've had this idea," and I was like, "That is a great idea." And then, and I was like, "Yeah, any help you need, don't worry about it." Um, and then I totally forgot to do anything about it. Um, and then he was just like, what if I just put all the logos on a Scotland flag? I was like, well, sorry, don't you? That's like the easiest possible outcome. So I'm sorry. I feel like I've missed a nugget here. A retirement gift. Uh, there's been swithering rumblings. Rumblings. Yeah. 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 That'd be a great loss. Might be time for a legend to bow out of the game. (laughs) Yeah. He's the only remaining Kirkcaldy bull. So active one, yeah. And as a as a cobra, like that has a great deal of personal significance for me because I'm well. There's now two. There's two remaining cobras in the league now that Alan Bell has. Alan is back. Yeah, he's back. He is. He is. And uh, how how did that feel for you to see him thriving in Aberdeen colours? It was weird, but it's all right. His cobra shirt on underneath. So (laughs) yeah, he said he said he was going to put a purple shirt on underneath. (laughs) It was funny. yeah, but no, he's he's alive, he's up and, and thriving. And uh, it is weird because we've not played against each other yet. But if he makes the games this weekend, then 
a bit of Cobra on Cobra action. I've, I've normally had to pay double for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, cool. Well, right. We, will we? I guess we'll do a quick. We'll do a quick whip round. I guess of what went on before, and obviously, Alan, as you were, you were there at the at the div div one day, um, or one of them because there were two. Um, you can uh, fill us with some some insights. Um, so good to see uh, Grangemouth Colts getting their first first win of the year, and it was a convincing forty nine to zip victory over over Chorley. Um, so good good to good to see that. Um, I guess the if we go to the standings, the surprise of the surprise of the bunch, I guess at least for us in our slightly biased picks where uh, border city Centur- border city centurions are the only undefeated team in the highlands and north a division one what do you think of that tree what do you think of that well we all know my thoughts on that bez they ruined my raptor vision uh, i had the raptors going undefeated this year until they all decided to go on a stag do or a wedding or something <laughs> and then ruined me um yeah surprising i mean like there is not who we thought we'd be there considering obviously like teams like Warrington and obviously teams like you know Raptors, Killer Bees, you know, it is quite surprising. But we know the HNC teams are gonna not take not wins off each other this season. Like those top four, they're just gonna beat each other like all season. So yeah. if there's gonna be a team that's gonna go undefeated, yeah, it's, it's gonna be someone down in that division potentially. But yeah, surprised at that. I was very surprised at that. What did you think North of them, Alan? When you obviously you, you were a, a narrow point loss to, uh, yeah, the, to the it, was, it was a you know it was a game. I did didn't you go for two? <laughs> you know we didn't go for two. Actually, I can. Uh, there was enough time in the game that I think we had another possession that wasn't oh, right okay. again. So we we just went for the the one to try and tie it up. And to be honest, we had been slightly battered about the field a bit in that game were physically outmatched so a tie would have been fine like I said yeah. just to get out of that game with it that being said like Nick Weston's put a lot of work in and really got together a, a great setup in a short period of time a lot of physical lads a lot of good athletes that being said they had like a, an average one foot height advantage on us and they beat us by a point so I'd love that game back to yeah. be honest I think they will lose the game. Like they're not a powerhouse that's going to go steamroll through the season undefeated. I would suggest that their undefeated record is a shade fortunate at this stage. Yeah, well, they've still got they've still got some uh, some big games to come as well. So they've still got um, I think they've still got both the Raptors and Murray to come um, from from the the top end of the HNC and. Uh, those obviously, will be tasty games. And obviously they'll get a crack at at least one more crack at Warrington. Um, if not two, um, depending on how the start of their season schedule's been. Um but yeah, as it stands, top of the top of the pile. Um Renfrewshire Raptors were all the way back, going three and oh um on the day. Um my oh boys, they've got yeah, it. Tree feel tree feeling good about himself. With <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Raptor train's back on, boys. I'm I'm, I'm back on board. <laughs> I'm running this train all season to Baffa finals. I've got them all the way. Did you quite step well. off the Raptor vision after one loss? No, no, I was all on board. I was just annoyed with them. I was it, up it there wavered. It going. clearly wavered before he's had oh, to switch back on. Yeah, it got a bit shaky at the start there, young. I was a bit, I was a bit worried, but I'm, 
I'm still on board that train. <laughs> feeling, feeling comfortable. Uh, Murray, obviously, um, they're second in the division at the moment. They they uh, they dropped their game to Warrington, but um, still relatively, relatively close. Only a four point loss to Warrington there. I guess they'll probably, uh, will probably want that one back, but. If they're going to see them again, that'll have to be at finals now. Um, but yeah, still, still a good day, a good day for Murray going, going one and one. Warrington, obviously, they're now up to four and one. Uh, Aberdeen, uh, kind of a a rough day, um, at the office for the for the Silver Cats, one and two, uh, on on the day after a after a three and zero start, um. They had an absolute battle with someone, though. Was it Lancashire? Uh, Lancaster. Lancaster. That was back and forth. Like, it was a strange one. It was a strange one. I thought they were Something along the lines of about four or five lead changes in the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. Both teams forgot that defence was a thing. Well, it was not. Something went went into the, into like the, because we were obviously playing at the time, or like we were between games at the time. And it was like they were down, they were like down nine with like four minutes to go or something, and then took the lead, and then managed to lose it again. <laughs> All inside. I've got I've got the footage, but I've not went through it properly yet. But um, yeah, there's there's a few um, trauma issues, shall we say, after after that one. Yeah, you know the the emotions of, of of that sort of game get to you. So it, I mean, and it shows you how crazy this Div one is, though, because we handled Lancaster, and the score flatters them. Like whereas the Silvers, who I think are going to be an incredibly difficult matchup for us this weekend, end up it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, the Silver, Silvers had some issues um, of their own making within that um and obviously that's that's something that they're hoping shouldn't happen every game day but yeah it comes back down to the fact that div one is just ace div one is just just so entertaining like it's so good and yeah i'm a fool you just don't know what you're going to get on any given game day i'm Um, a full convert which makes the the game pick so much fun yeah yeah so we're uh yeah, it was it was all over all over the shop. Yeah, so we've got uh, the gunslingers. Unfortunately, still uh, still hampered by by Hoggy's injury. They had a they had a rough day, uh, unfortunately for them. So they're the only uh, the only team in the in the HNC still looking to to pick up a win. Um, but yeah, well, uh, hopefully uh, David will be feeling feeling a bit better uh, relatively soon. Um, the West Lothian Chargers scored almost fifty points in multiple games. I think I can't remember. It was definitely in one of them. They scored uh, like 47, 47, 26 over Lan- over Lancashire Serpents. Um, yeah, it's a really good, uh, really good day out for them. Another current uh, ex king again having a dominant performance. You know, oh, two really? pick six in one game, three pick six in one game. One of them got called back, so he could have had three. He had two in one game, and I was like, oh yeah, just do that stuff there. Right, cool, cool. Thanks for leaving. <laughs> Never done that for the king. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I did actually a couple times, but not in the same game. 
be I think Brandon had a, a good weekend. First game weekend for the the Chargers as well, Bez, and he said he was really good. Good, good. So really glad he's glad he's feeling better as well. Um, yeah, but obviously a loss a loss for them to to Warrington, which was probably in line with what we expected. Um, yeah, but good to see, good to see them them moving again. And then if we flip over to the Highlands and Northern Premiership. Um, do we have to? I'm yes, tree. We do. <sighs> All right, we do have to. Do you want to? You've already told us how King Bolt went. Do you want to tell us how a couple of weekends before went? Oh, I we lost three games. That's all you need to know, Bez. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. How was it? I oh. mean, we turned up. We, yep. Uh, but all the other teams were they're pretty good. I mean, the Hornets were pretty good. The Oil Cats were pretty good, and Hornets were pretty good. Yep, Hornets the were Hornet, so good. The you Hornets said them were twice. Good. Yeah, he named them twice. Yeah, did I say them twice? Oh well, Broncos. <laughs> they are good. To be fair, they, they are, are good. They are. I didn't. I'll be honest, boys. I actually was really looking forward to just watching the other games. Um, so the Hornets Broncos game was as fire as we thought it was going to be. That was so good. Um, although I did give Brandon Lamb a bit of, a bit of back chat. I was like, hey, how many points did the Broncos score against the Hornets? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think it was like nineteen. I was like, well, we, we scored more than that against the Hornets, and you've got an, <laughs> an absolutely incredible offense. Like, just saying, Brandon. So I gave him a bit of hard time for that one. Uh, but yeah, an incredible game. Um, I think that was that was one for the age. I think they play again this weekend, don't they? Yeah, they do. So the way the schedule works is they're playing each other week one and week two, and then that's it. Oh my one God. of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It's yeah. just, it's because it's like... <laughs> it's, Why? So it's because, so Div 1 has seven weeks to it up here, and they're going in conference, out of conference, in conference in conference out of conference in conference i think and Aye. we're going in in out in out in shake it all about and for <laughs> and basically like, I, we play for, aberdeen in a, a cross conference day yeah so we play you in edinburgh right or something i can't, uh, I, can't I, I guess peppermill i think is on the yeah. schedule yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I, I'm an old-fashioned guy, but I always enjoyed, and this is a bit of self-promotion, when we used to have, we'd play everyday in our own division, then we'd do all the cross-conference games, and then we'd come back to see how the teams have changed and play each other again. Play each other again, yeah. That's the it's, it's, I think the idea was that you would go like, you know, so obviously each team has has to play the five others, and it was supposed to be like you would play team a b c d e and then you would pay, play like the way they've done it is you're playing like e d c b a so like your first game of the season is supposed to be also your last game of the season last game of the season but the yeah. broncos are playing three games in the first two they're playing three games each game week yeah so they're playing all they're on their like their second lap in week two it's, it's it's tough for both you know, teams, the Broncos and the Hornets, because it's it's having watched it as a tight game, um, scoreline might have been potentially a little bit closer than it should have been. But that's not a lot of time to lick your wounds, heal up, get ready, plan a new get a new scheme together and do something different. It's especially when you've got players 
like the, I mean, again, it'll probably end up helping the Broncos, but they like went to Kingball, right? So like, yeah. it's not like they're getting your classic like team training together where you can set up for that. They're you know, I mean, they're getting competitive gameplay abroad, so it's useful anyway. But yeah, but equally, they're they have one less week of rest compared to the Hornets. So the majority of the yeah. Hornets weren't at Kingball, so yeah, it's interesting. It's it's stupid. So well, it's honest, just but... I just don't understand like it, so like we, nice we, like, we only played we only played two games week one and we're going to play three now and then we're going to go cross conference so we're yeah. playing our five and then that's it the Broncos are playing their five and then the first of their second five so they must have like a a two gamer later on in the season I can imagine so so yeah, ah, well. it, would be re- oh, it, would, it would be really nice to have a game such as the Hornets-Broncos, you know, one of the final games of the season, so it's kind of, is the one seed on the line, like the yeah. winner. Yeah, exactly. And you've got that sort of, that jeopardy, that drama to it as well. I know. Hornets-Broncos, Aberdeen and the Kings should all play each other on the last day, regardless, just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it should, that's just the way it should be. You should never play the same team in two weeks in a row. Like, we're playing the Outlaws next. Because Why? even yeah. even if it's not for the one seed, it's gonna affect the seed themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's what you want. We want playoff scenarios. <laughs> yeah, we want to get the computer out and work out all the potential variants. So, yeah, that was cool. And then, and I, I, we we try not to be like you know, other than game picks, we try not to be like mad homers too much, right? I still like, I still don't understand. How between the oil cats and the Broncos, we scored ninety four points. <laughs> like I like game. like I still like I like I still don't understand. Like I uh, I'm going to suggest there was a lack of quality defensive play. Well, the thing is, the defense has scored quite a lot of points. Oh so. well, that that could also speed up the scoring. <laughs> to be fair, there's there's a lot of players that have been about your uh, GB setup that were playing that day on defense. So yeah. <laughs> be careful about that. <laughs> but it sounds like Bez is built about me saying that there was some defensive scores. So. Uh, yeah, there was. So there was in that there's, game. There was one, one pick six. There was. A pick six. There was multiple picks. There was a safety. Yeah. There was, I think, every defensive stat happened throughout the game. Because there was a there was a return, there was a there XP was a return, there was an yeah. XP return, there was a safety. There was pick sixes. There was interceptions on the field. There was tackles for losses. There was sacks. There was touchdowns. There was two pointers. Yeah, I think every way you could score just about. 4450. 4450. It's wild. It's wild. I actually that, that is the rematch I'd like to see. Like that so that's not to, that's like that's much further in as well, I think. I'm gonna bring my popcorn. Um that was, <laughs> I was like I was having a conversation with Scott about this. We were talking about if you score kind of what we said, it was if you score thirty five points in a game, you're putting yourself in a position to win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, you're conceding fifty. That's huh? not going to help. That's like King syndrome. That yeah, you know, you can days, just can't stop them. But this final is one of those things. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I'm just saying the final game day is when that one's uh, rematched. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, if your defense is struggling, like as I've said, they're scored in every way possible. 
that's when you need to kind of manage the clock a bit, try and keep your defence off the field a little bit. I know Aberdeen even a little short-handed because Greg skived off for a weekend as well. He did. But... He even showed up. That's the worst. Oh, he he turned even, up. Yeah, he he showed up and he just wore his flip flops. <laughs> These GB players, eh? These silvers now. Just... Uh, uh, you know, I've referenced flip flops. I'm yeah. not rocking it. So absolutely not. Um, no, <laughs> and that was one of those weird games because, like, I think like we did well to be in it at the end, and definitely gifted them. You know, you give you know you give away you give away points to the opposition's defense, right? Like you always wish that you could have those back. I, I would love. I've not. I've not actually spoken to any of the lads since because I. I don't know. I kind of like. I feel like we played well to to stay in it, but I feel like they must also feel like they should have absolutely murdered us. I, I feel like they would have felt that um, certainly should have closed the game out earlier. Like we, like we could, they, they could was... have put us to bed earlier than they did. And if you look, and I think if you watch the game back, we actually Cam makes a really nice interception. Yeah. Uh, I think we're nine points down. They were they were driving, or starting to drive, I should say. Um, and Cam comes up with a really nice interception. Yeah, and that kind of um, it. which then meant it it got close again. Yeah, but because it was weird at the end where it was like it's a two point gap, it's an eight point gap, it's a three point gap, it's like a. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was oscillating quite quite a lot, um, which was cool. It was very it was it was like an entertaining game to be part of, and like obviously you know you want to win the games, but like it was yeah. it was fun. It was fun. Um, well, you've now got a good amount of time though to think about it and yeah, think what went wrong and fix it. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm mean, just uh, you know, Greg can keep doing his doing his Pilates and stuff, and he'll be all right for next time. You know. The, the yoga and the everything else. That's it. Sitting on the sitting on the floor, my my feet above my head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So, um, what should we do? Should we take? We'll take a look at. Uh, I'm got. I'm gonna have to make. Uh, I have to play with all the filters on Playways so I can actually find the uh, the correct year and the correct uh, the correct matches that are coming up. But we'll do our. Uh, We'll do what's coming uh, what's coming up this this weekend. Um and the way that we are uh, the way that we're gonna do it is we're gonna start with the, the with a preview of the Premier League because this week we are gonna switch back in our game week uh, in our game predictor um to to div one. Um but before we move along from the review. I do just need to say one thing. How dare you, Tree? How dare you, Greg? Let me lone wolf the Glasgow Hornets, who have not lost a regular season game in years. (laughs) And you let me lone wolf them in the game picks. I mean, Ben... We've got to try, you know, we've got to try and pick a game on you somewhere. We thought if there's going to be a drop in a game, we, we, <laughs> we've got to pick a point up somewhere. So we, we, we went, you know, a bit audacious. But it's one of those, but if you pick it, if you pick a favourite and get it right, then it's like, ah, well, fine. We expected it. <laughs> but when you pick the upset. I picked the upset pick- for a team that haven't lost the regular season game since before COVID. 
<laughs> and to be yeah, fair, before before that, it's not like we lost many then. Either. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, and they were they were they locked themselves in because they were talking about it at the time. Greg almost flipped, but he uh, he talked himself into it, and that was it. Well, I did. I spoke to myself a lot, and funnily enough, I think uh, my my turn of phrase, which Nikki has was straight in on like the Monday after this game to remind me of this. By the way, breaking <laughs> about you turn right. It was my weekend with smell of regret. <laughs> so, <laughs> I came on the Monday. Nikki's straight on the on the blower, being how does your week? How did your weekend smell? Now I completely forgotten what I'd said. So just to get that message of. How did your weekend smell? Just completely threw me off. Like I have no idea what he's talking about here. I had oh. I had at least three members of the Glasgow Hornet side come over to me after that game and say that one was for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, ye of ye of little faith. Um, okay, cool. Right, we're not going to do uh, we're not going to do game picks um, to the extent, but I will ask you for your. Uh, should we do our should we do our games of the week? Um maybe in the in the premiership. So I'll put I'll send you the uh I'll send you the wee picture. Um I mean, it sounds repetitive, but you gotta say Hornets Broncos, surely. It's, so uh... Yeah, so the yeah so overrated. Basically the basically <laughs> basically young the game is that we're not allowed to you can't pick uh you can't pick a game of the week that somebody else has picked. So that's the that's the exciting one. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah, Youngy, you can take uh, you can take Hornets, uh, Broncos. So tell us why why is that your game of the week? I mean, to be fair, it's just got so many incredibly talented players. It's got two good coaching staffs. Like it's you've got GB coaches on the Hornets, you've got GB silver players and former GB coaches in the Broncos. It's a good matchup and. You know, the last game was seven points. And as much as the Hornets win it, I think they would quite like to go and prove that they should have won it by more. And having spoken to a few Broncos, they genuinely believe that they should have won. Um, that's nice for them to think that. So I think it's going to be spicy. I think it's going to be a game of the season potential. Like, it, it should be great. I wish they hadn't scheduled Div 1 and Prem on the same day so that I could be there. But... You know, that's the way it goes. I just think it's going to be fantastic. I hope both teams are healthy and fresh. and It's going to have huge end-of-season repercussions Yeah, at this early stage. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, uh, Mr. Anderson, your game of the week? Well, I can't pick the same one. You can't have the same one. It has to be Prem. has to be Prem. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do Div 1 in a minute. Uh, what we got? I mean, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Kings Outlaws. Kings Outlaws because it was a one point game at the half the last time, and unfortunately, I kind of ruptured my finger again, which was sore. So I sat out the second half. Um, so it was a one point game. I think it was like 1918 at the half. Okay. Um, so it was a pretty, it was a pretty good game to the half, and then, um. Second half, I had to set out. So I think, yeah, if I was to pick something different, I mean, looking at all of the games, that's probably the next closest one in regards to score. I think the other ones are probably all blowouts, but I mean, you know, 
I'll take I'll take a close game. I'll I'll take that yeah, one. It's also their uh it's also their third game of the day as well. Yeah, it's also so, a very meaningful game for me, Bez, as well, for, for reasons we'll for reasons. report back next week. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh cool. Right, Greg. Oh sorry, wait on me, are you? Yeah, yeah. Um I'll go with the outlaws against the oil cats, actually. Outlaws oil cats? Tell me um, why. I was going to get there, but um, I I think that's just got the chance to be a really interesting game. I think the last time, obviously, they, they came out in the first game week uh, with Liam at quarterback. Matt had hurt himself in the week running up to it, so he wasn't involved at all. Should he be back, um, you know, whether he goes at quarterback or if he comes in at receiver, um not entirely sure of that, but I mean, it's got the option quarterback sort of stuff written all over it, which can be quite a interesting uh, kind of offensive style. And I think the last time that we played them with uh, Matt's throwing the ball, it was a bit of a shootout for a while. And it wasn't until I think we, we got a couple stops on defense in the second half that it managed to kind of look a little bit more in our favor. So, I think that's got the potential to be a really fun game in terms of, well, going by how we started off on defense in week one, we were kind of giving up a fair bit. Um, so it could be a shootout, really. And I think that could be quite fun. So that's that, what, uh, that's what, that, and that, points that, to, a lot of points to me means game of the week. That game, that game you're referring to was the um, Rob Hayes welcome to flag game. Yeah. Where in the second half, Rob Hayes realized that no one could hit him. <laughs> so uh, started scoring loads of points. <laughs> um yeah, so that was cool. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the obvious one um for a number of reasons. I'm gonna say ten o'clock in the morning in the mist in Ellen is uh Hornets Oil Cats. Um it's a solid rivalry. It's been a one sided rivalry for the last little while, but it's always uh it's always a good game. Um and most importantly um, it's the game that everyone hates to ref, and the Kings are doing it. So that's uh, that'll make Tree super happy. <laughs> Just to make my weekend even more special, boys. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's, it's scary when the thing I'm looking forward to the most this weekend is seeing Greg's face tomorrow while we play golf. That's Yay. like the thing I'm looking forward to the most <laughs> this weekend is meeting Greg. So I'm looking forward to it. Me too, mate. Me too. Yeah. Thankfully, sure. I've picked a course without water this time. <laughs> True. <laughs> we splush trench here and there. I'll definitely still find one, mind you. So don't worry. You'll do well. You will do I'll, well to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got well. the. I think we referee both fields actually. Kings, Kings. Okay, comments so, not off yeah. for that weekend. So yeah, the comments. Oh, are the, there. The, the, the comments officer are looking for. Uh, oh, we're we're not going to be there first thing. We're not, we're going to. We're traveling a far distance, so we're going to. Yeah, we're going to take, we're gonna take our time. I just time. hope we got enough players to cover both pitches. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you better, better uh, send some <laughs> send some messages. I mean, I'm looking. Thing. I'm going to look at our little thing where who's actually going because yeah, there could be a problem there. <laughs> oh, superb, superb. Uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, that's our game of the weeks, and yeah, yeah, I'll stick with the. Uh, I'll stick with the. Uh, got ten. So got five for each field. Just because five. it's. Uh, it's just a textbook. It's just a textbook rivalry of the of the kind of the 
other guys. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Okay. It's always it's always a fun game against the Hornets because you get to kind of really put yourself up there and yeah. go against this, the team that's been the best in the HNC and you kind of yeah, find, been, find where you're been, at. They've been the best team for a long time and it's always good to play the best team. Like, don't see anything yeah. wrong. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see anything weird about that. You know, some teams are like some. You know, you get some people with attitudes of like, oh, I don't want to play them because they're so. You know, they always win. But yeah, they only always win. But try hard. It's funny because that when we started out in the adult league back in two thousand and seven or eight, a lot of teams that we were playing against. Oh my goodness, not was earlier than that. I had the same attitude to the Bulls. They didn't want to play the Bulls. They don't want to play the Bulls. Take they don't want to play the Bulls. They're good, whereas we had a completely opposite approach, which was, no, we won't play them so much that we'll play friendlies with them. We'll go and train with them because yeah. they're the best team and we want to learn from them. So, I like people that don't want to play the best teams, think about your level. That's a strange one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like the... I always like the... I always like the games themselves. I don't always like the uh, extracurriculars, but I, I enjoy the games themselves. So that's always... <laughs> that's always good oh, always the games rarely the scoreline rarely the scoreline <laughs> but the, uh, yeah okay so West Lothian Chargers we're off to Winsborough, Winsborough and Division 1 and uh, it's game pick it's game picks time um, so I don't have the uh, I don't have the the actual scoreline but uh, Greg and Tree I am I'm one up on you, and you guys are at least two up on Tom, because Tom made all of his picks last week based on who had done the ref course at the time. So, <laughs> so he was like, "It's a bold if, move." He was, was like, was, move. "He was like, if they've not done the ref course, they can't win the game. Therefore, this team." <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I would have liked to have seen if they could have enforced that. So Same. it would have been. Would have been an interesting one. Would have been an interesting one. Um, would yeah, definitely would have been interesting. You've not won the game that you've just won because a rule that we put in after registration started hadn't been completed. Yeah, that would have been interesting. It would have been. Uh, there was two penalties from last year I know of that have not been enforced this year, and I'm like, you're going to do something, and you yeah. haven't. Yeah, that was the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Two teams sure. of PAFA finals last year. It was mentioned by people that things would happen. Nothing. Nope. Or nothing public anyway. Um Aye. Okay, yeah. Winchborough, West Lothian Chargers hosting. We've got a massive, massive game, uh, group of games here. Um so yeah, games of the week, uh galore, probably. Um so yeah, Alan, what do you reckon? What yeah, what what one what leaps off the page for you? You know, it's probably the Distillers Raptors game. Huge. Actually, it's big. Um, we we played them both in game day one, and we we beat the Raptors. We snuck one past them. Um, to be fair, we caught them napping in the first half, and they didn't have PJ, so that'll be a good rematch. And the Distillers, the Distillers beat us, and the matchup was good. So I, I think Raptors to Stillers are going to be interesting to see if the Stillers can do it against all the teams or if sometimes like matchups make make it sometimes just the way things lay out. So uh, I think that's the game for me. 
if the Raptors play like they can, I think they should absolutely dominate them. But equally, the Distillers are quite almost footy the way they move their defense about and stuff like that, and it can start to get interesting. So no, and I they're think also that... the Distillers are also like you look at some like you look at some of their games last year, and they would go on a run of scoring twelve to eighteen, and especially towards the end of the year, they would grind out wins, scoring normally less than thirty. And then every now and then they'll just explode and they'll put 50 on someone. Like they'll just, they'll be like a game will pop out and they'll be like, it'll be like 52, 12 or something. And you're like, what? Um, it's, it's good. And like last year, you know, I'm sure someone else will pick the game. But so maybe I'll leave my, uh, I'll leave my point for that to see if it comes back up again. But yeah, I think that's huge. And the fact that's the first game of the day as well means that like no one's carrying anything from the game before. Like you show up, you get warm. And you go. So, yeah, no, like that. Oh, when somebody films it, because I'm going to be playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we cool to watch that one back. Um, okay, Greg? Well, I'm going to go for a game, just purely for the fact that we don't often get to say this. But Aberdeen have a local rivalry matchup. <laughs> Gonna be the game I would have picked. In the the Silvers <laughs> against the Distillers. Yeah. Now, do I have to say anymore? So, so this is the game that I was hoping. Derby, like hoping what, someone would bigger pick. than that. Yeah, but it's a local oh, derby. Call that a local derby. <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> Kings in the north. King in the north. The crown is on the line. Um. So this is this is the one I was going to say just before that was like weird because like. Murray really came on, especially the second half of last season. Um, Silver's obviously made a playoff push the second half of last season. And you would and these teams you would think they're like, yeah, they're both pretty well matched, pretty, pretty even. And the Silver's blew them out both games last year. And it makes and I didn't see any of either of the games, and it makes it made no sense at the time. Um now obviously like squad rotations within within the club in Aberdeen and different players moving on. It's not the same team again, but I don't know. It's just, I find this one really hard to call. Like, obviously I've been training with the Murray guys, like, you know, a couple of times over the winter. Um, I've obviously seen the, seen the Silvers guys both at training and, and at tournaments and stuff. So I don't know. It's, I find this one hard to, I think you're right, Greg. I think this is huge. I mean, it's, it's ace because it also has potential playoff implications further down the line. Oh, yeah. So if, if we're expecting uh, Moray to be like challenging and the Silvers have obviously hopes of trying to to emulate last year and kind of make a run for that final playoff spot. So for yeah. both their, for it's... both of their ambitions, it's a huge game. Like it's, um, I, I know fine with speaking with the Silvers, you know, it's been a positive start to the season for them. The last game day, they're hoping's a little bit of a blip, and if they can come away from this game day with like a two and one on the day, it starts to look really positive for them because that'll be then I think six and three at that point, um, and then you're looking at the next cross conference where um, there was looking like a forfeit. I don't know if it still is. I think they're maybe managing to get a team together that's on, but, yeah, ongoing. But if if they do get that then that's all of a sudden you're seven and three. And it's like, that's actually a really nice, you know, first yeah. half to your season. Yeah. Um, and puts them in a really strong position going into the second half. So 
this this game could be huge for both teams. And yeah, yeah I, it's I, like it's weirdly early for like a put up or shut up game, but like yeah. the the way that game the first two game weeks have broken, this is sick. Uh, tree game of the week for you. Um, I think because he's here, I'm gonna pick the Chargers versus the Killer Bees. Oh, last game of the day. Young, he's going to be feeling a bit tight, maybe a bit tired. I just fair for a reaction. <laughs> you never know what could happen, you know. <laughs> no, you uh, definitely, you definitely don't. Yeah, I, I think like look at all the games that are there. I mean, there's obviously you've called it a lot of the bangers, like Distillers, Raptors, Silvercats, Distillers. Those are going to be incredible games. I think there's Killer B Silvercats is probably going to be a good one. Silvercats, Raptors, um. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go Chargers Killer Bees. I think that one's going to be probably uh, an exciting one because obviously the Chargers have the opportunity to to they are getting there. The improvements that they're making, they're scoring points. Um, and obviously, knowing what the Killer Bees have defensively, I mean they're good. But again, as Youngie was alluded to earlier, height is a bit of a problem. Um, height height is definitely an issue. Yeah. Like yep. before before our call started, that I, I love playing with like Ainsley, Lizzie, Marnie, and uh, maybe even if we Abby makes it, but they're all like five foot nothing. Yeah. Um, but they are excellent. They're so talented. Um but the height's an issue. The chargers are getting so much better. Yeah, they're a lot better than what they used to be. And, and the thing is, the one thing that throws a lot of teams off is the sort of pass option stuff and the run play stuff in the backfield. They, they've been doing that now consistently for like what, two, three years now. And for some teams, that's an Achilles heel, being able to read and react to sort of move from like your typical 2-2 two, two, you know, defense or your 3-1, and one, and then they do this running back thing. You're like, oh, shit, what do we do? And in Div 1, it obviously works quite well because a lot of teams are not really established to changing to a running game and what they do. So it is a curveball that they fling into their offense. So I I think for me, that's probably, of all the games, it's probably for me the one I would uh, have a little tickle over to see what would happen, especially being the last game of the day. Um, you know, injuries, tiredness, let's call it rain and thunderstorms. I don't know if that's just Aberdeen that's scheduled for. Uh, my wife was like, do you know what the weather's going to be like for Saturday? I'm like, no, no, I'm not happy bothered. I'm going to pay attention. It's like, oh, it's meant to be thunder and lightning and rain. I was like, oh, is it? That's just Aberdeen, though. That's just... I think it's just Aberdeen. I don't think it's down down uh, the, the Midlothians. That's um, just what the weather is. So that's my pick. I'm going to go Chargers, Killer Bees is my, my game of the day. I think that one's going to be an electric high-scoring affair. Fantastic. I, <clears throat> I'm i going to pick one of those games that you alluded to before um, for a similar reason that I picked the... Uh, Oil Cats Glasgow game. Um, I think it's, they definitely consider it a, a rivalry, even if it has been a bit one sided in the league recently. Uh, Silvers Raptors. Uh, it's yeah, it's too it's, it's too it's a... easy. It's too easy, but it's 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 such it's always such a good game. But in full in the full format, the Raptors. I don't know if if it's, it's I don't know if it's the Silvers bogey team or the team that the Raptors love to play. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure like which way around it is. Um, but I was going to ask you: Is it is because obviously this is a game that the Silvers would love to win. Do the Raptors? Do the Raptors know that? I think they know that. Yeah. You suggesting <sighs> that there's a team that wouldn't like to beat the Raptors? So. Like, no, no, no! I'm saying that, like, um, no, I'm saying that the Raptors beat them so often. Do they consider it a rival? Yeah, do they consider the Celtics? Because ah. is it, you know, it's a bit like the Hornets against the the Oil Cats, you know, at this point. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I feel they're like they play with an intensity that they think every game's a rivalry. Like they do. They they play like every game means everything. So yeah. I think it'll be spicy. Yeah, I think that'll be I think that'll be a good game. And I think um, you know, it's the first time in a while that they've played each other in the league. Obviously, the Raptors were up. Were Raptors were up last year. Um you know, the year before ever, you know, it was the round robin thing, but they've not played each other properly in a league where it can make a difference since 2019, you know, um, in the national, in like the, in the BAFA setup. So I think that's, I think that's a big one. And yeah, it's, I think it's a big, it's a big day for Murray. It's a big day for Renfrew Shire. It's a big day for Aberdeen. It's a big day, you know, it's, it's a big day for everyone, but the pressure on Aberdeen, I think this weekend is, they need to keep up. They like it's big because they're playing the three teams closest around them, and not only do does every loss hurt, but it's like it's a it's an extra like half game because of that tiebreak that head the head tiebreaker being the first one. So they're playing the teams around them, and you know they're either the teams around you or they're the teams below you. Like that's the way it's going to be. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's big for them. So let's get straight on to. Uh, Let's get straight on to our game picks because uh, those driving north must be almost in Ellen by now. It's a Saturday morning. If it's a Saturday oh, they're morning, definitely listen. almost arriving there in this podcast and listen to it on the way home now. So, yeah, that's <laughs> it. We'll be able to hear our game picks after the fact. Um, this, is, this is where I miss Bez the bookie. Like, I, I liked your over-unders, Bez. Like, yeah, I know. You know. I know. The over-unders the were good. These those, are just, were, those, those threw spice into it. These are just know? straight up, straight money line. Um, yeah, like, what, what's my odds on saying that so, the Raptors... Minus twenty in all their games. So this weekend. Yeah, what am I getting? Minus twenty in all their games. Minus twenty over the Distillers. Minus twenty over the Silver Cats. And minus twenty. You can have it over. You can have it over the Gunslingers because they haven't got a quarterback. Um. That's what I'm saying. I miss those best. I miss those. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the picks. We'll hold everyone up. We'll, have a, we'll, we'll get, get the picks. picks. We'll get the I'll picks in. Yeah. Right. Killer bees. Silver Cats. Just need the name. Treat. Oh, I've got these all written down. Hang on. I'm not prepared for this, Bez. I'm now prepared. Killer bees. Killer bees. Okay. Uh, Alan? Always good vibe one team. Killer bees. Oh. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm... Just checking. Okay. <laughs> oh, one of, I think one of us is going to... One of us is going to lone wolf it here. So I was like, Greg's got we smile on him now. Do you want me to go first, Greg, Or do you want to go first? Because <laughs> I've not looked at your picks yet, so... Hmm. Do you want me to go? Go on, then. go on then, Bez. Go on. I'll say Aberdeen get this one. I'll I've say got Silvers now. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, Alan. I've got your back. Right. Three <laughs> boys. At least one of you is intelligent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Distillers, Distillers, Raptors. Uh, Greg. Uh, I've I've went Distillers. Distillers. <laughs> Tree. Raptors all the way. Oh, yeah, obviously, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Raptors. Raptors styles styles just fits them. I think they'll they'll take it. Yep. Yeah, okay, I'll go I'll I'll take Raptors. Am I might oh, woo! <laughs> oh woo! <laughs> there we go, Greg. Uh yeah, Greg gets the uh Greg gets the lone wolf there. Okay, next up, uh Chargers Colts. I'll take the Chargers. Alan? Uh Chargers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Treat. Chargers, yeah. Greg, full house Chargers. Full house for the Chargers. Okay, Gunslingers Raptors. Is that uh, full house for the Raptors? Raptors. Yeah. 
Yeah, Full House for the Raptors. That one was uh, that one was pretty cool. Okay, Killer Bees, Colts, Alan. Oh, back in my own team, Killer Bees, hundred percent. Well, already. I'll back you. I'll back you there as well, uh, Greg. Uh, I've got the bees as well. You got the bees and treat. Yep. Buzzing away. Buzzing away. Okay. Aberdeen Silver Cats, Murray Distillers. Treat. I'm going Distillers. I like this. My I'm going Distillers on this one. I think. Yep. I think that's spicy. I think Aberdeen Silver Cats are going to get in their own heads again. They're going to think they're going to win, and then the Distillers are going to pound them. That's what I think is going to happen. No idea, but that's what I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going silver cats again. I think the distillers are excellent, and I think they'll really challenge teams. But having watched silvers play, I think the silvers just have the the edge. Go on, then, Greg. See, Alan going for the silvers has made me feel a little bit better about this because I was really concerned we were going to be letting you have a, another free lone wolf here, but. I've went to the Stillers. Yeah, I've gone the Silvers as well. I've gone the Silvers as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're split. Yeah, a two-two split. Okay. Mm, okay. Although I yeah. I did have the Stillers written down, and then earlier on, and then I crossed them out and wrote Silvers. So it was. Oh, it's, it's tight. Oh, it is. It's. it's I mean, I said it's going to be. It's my game so, of the week, so I can go either way. But yeah, oh, I will. Okay. Uh, Silver Cats Raptors. Uh, tree. Uh, Raptors, easy. Greg, I've I've went with my form guide on this one, and I've went the Raptors. I've gone with the form guide as well with the Raptors, Alan. So I've also went the Raptors, but I hesitated because it's later on, and I think if the Silvers have their full squad, they have much more depth. So three games in, I did wonder if that could factor, but I I just think that PJ is just too much for that Silver defense to handle. I'm afraid Ben will look after the ball as well. That's yeah. one thing he does really well. He protects the ball and he's got an absolute gun. And the Raptors are starting to get some kind of secondary scoring and stuff as well. So you're seeing seeing them spread the ball around a bit, although obviously all roads go through PG. But um I yeah. think his absolute first game they highlighted just how much they need him. Ross mm-hmm. is perfectly capable, but you think he needs something to take some of the pressure off him. Okay, cool. Uh, Murray Distillers, Edinburgh Gunslingers. Uh, is this a is this a whitewash for for Murray? Just four straight whiskeys, I think. Four drams, right? right. Yeah, a full a full yeah. flight. Um, cool. And then last game of the day, West Lothian Chargers, Glasgow Killer Bees. Alan, lead us off. Uh, sticking sticking with my Killer Bees. Sticking with the Bees tree. Hmm. All right, bees. I'm going to stick with my original. What I've sent to you at uh, well last night at ten to ten. You did. I'm stick with the bees pick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick to it. Although, youngie. Oh, you made me doubt my pick today, youngie. Um, <laughs> I believe in you, man. Like, go do it. Do it. I'll. I'll. I'll be expecting a dress slip into the DMs when you win. So. Okay. <laughs> uh. Do you want to go, Greg, or will I go? I'll let you go. I've written the Chargers down on my notepad. I mean, I've written something here, but I might do you gonna twist? the opposite. Are of you going to twist live on air? Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i going to score oh. that with a 
I did have Youngie and the Bees down for a yeah. win. However, if Youngie wasn't here, I probably would have went for the Chargers, but I like him that much. <laughs> that I don't want to make him sad at like 10 to midnight. That's, I mean, he's, he's named a gold squad without me in it, so that's it. Fuck it, I'm going Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, superb. Right, I'll get that. Uh, I'll get the graphic ready to drop on on Saturday morning so that everyone can see it and uh, be motivated by uh, by by the by the picks um, which is less consequential for us than it is for Alan but <laughs> we'll totally. see how it goes it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend I'm just never ever going to pick against the team that I'm on which no. is arrogant but I also the Killer Bees defence with Robin in it she's just so smart <laughs> another button McNabb excellent We've, we've got an excellent defense. Yeah. Jamie as well. So, is Kiko back? I, I'm not here to give you scouting information. That's not happening. No, I, don't care. I don't care. I'm not playing. I'm not Cammy Wilson. I'm not just going to give all the secrets away. So, he does. He does. <laughs> he's not even He's not even shy about it either. So, no, no. He wants your attention and your love. He does. He, to get it. he does. He does. <laughs> so, he's a. Uh, See, and if you would like to be part of the Little Birds Sources Network, then we will shower praise and love <laughs> upon you. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Well, I guess we'll we'll end it there, and we'll just say, Alan, thank you very much for for taking the time out to uh, to join us uh, and no, talk about the national team. Um, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on for your second time, which I think <laughs> is wrong. I think that's wrong, but. but <laughs> um, it was objective proof but i still think it's wrong um so yeah thank you thank you very much and uh yeah we'll we'll get you we'll get you back with a shorter break next time um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um we'll just we'll just leave it there so it's good night from from tree good night good, good luck night everyone over this weekend good night and it is good night for me that is the way we hnc it thank you very much for listening Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it. But hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.